Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 31 of the Snapbacks and Beards podcast. I am your host, that wrestling guy, TWG1991, joined as always by my wonderful Double J co-hosts. Go first, the undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. Johnny, how are we doing? I'm good, yeah. Um, I like that Double J thing. That's uh, <laughs> I like that a lot. Obviously, yeah. good wrestling reference already, so we like it. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't going to go through the whole um, the whole <laughs> spiel that Jeff used to do, though, because I'd probably get it wrong. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> And J.E. WrestleTalk, J, how are we doing? I am all good, brother. All good. Cannot complain. That is what we love to hear. It's been a busy week in in WWE, which we will discuss now um, with last week's Monday Night Raw. And that was obviously called by the new pairing. Well, not the new pairing, but the new Raw pairing, Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. And I'm going to go to you, Johnny, to start with, as we saw the Fatal 4-Way number one contendership for the United uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, won by your boy, Chad Gable. What did you think? Uh, very good match. And the fact it was in his hometown, the massive reaction he was getting, it just felt like they've got to do it now. Like They have to give him this win here. Now, the win, I felt like Tommaso Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa kicked out, which kind of bothered me a bit because I'm like, did he get that three count or was that blown the ring the bell but actually didn't get the three obviously it was meant to be but i just don't know if he like kicked out too early because it just didn't look like it was a three count but i mean maybe it was meant to be just that close and yeah gable gets the win and he faces off against gunter but it's before the record breaks so i i don't know i don't know i mean obviously i'd love uh, to see it in, yeah i just i just feel like maybe they have a series of matches but if it's yeah. just one match and it's a payback then uh I don't know. That that was going to be my next question to you. Will Will Chat beat Gunther before the record? It'd be so cruel if he does, though. <laughs> it's so close, and it would just be so. Um, I mean, again, I I want him to, because again, I've backed him for this long, and if he gets a shot, I'm not going to want him to lose. But I just don't know if he would. I know the match will be brilliant. Yeah. Um. But I'm going to try and have hope that he can do it. Maybe they'll delay to two weeks after the show, like they did with Becky and Trish, and then be like, okay, the record's broken now, so he can do it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was a good match. Um, Chamasso Champion getting the pin. I don't know if I like that. I probably should have been Riddle. But... Yeah, that was. I was disappointed by that, but that's because I'm a massive fan of Champa, so I don't like yeah. to see him lose out too much. Um Jay, what were your thoughts? And will Chad beat Gunther before pay or at payback? So, the, absolutely the right person won. Chad Gable deserves this. He deserves this push. Um, will he defeat Gunther before payback? Unfortunately, not. I don't. I think you could put. If you were to say to me that Roman Reigns is going to face Gunther for Gunther's IC title before the record's broken. I would say somehow Gunther would win. I don't think anyone's anyone's taken that from Gunther before he breaks the record. 
Yeah, yeah. He's... But I do actually think that it shows he's been taken more seriously. Which I did a TikTok mm. video about this a couple of months ago, and like he deserves better than this. Why is he like you know getting treated like a loser? And he's you know won some important matches. So even if he doesn't win, I'm hoping it means that he kind of stays at this level or higher from uh, now on. Well, I think they're they're slowly pushing a Maxine Dupree. Ludwig Kaiser sort of angle. So I imagine these two teams are going to kind of stay intertwined for a little bit longer anyway, aren't they? Um, so, yeah. you know, that should hopefully keep Gunther kind of in... No, not Gunther. Keep Chad Gable in that sort of picture for Gunther for till after the record, I would have thought. Yeah. I just feel like... I just feel like Kaiser is too good to be involved in a love feud. Or like a little yeah, love triangle storyline. Yeah, I thought we were past that sort of idea because, like, again, I know Triple H is a head writer, but he should know better than to do those angles. We know they never work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. No. And the idea of Maxine Dupree suddenly becoming this serious wrestler because obviously the the idea would be she would basically turn into one one of those, but like a female version, just doesn't really doesn't really fit for me. Uh, interestingly, then, who would if you were going to add a female to Imperium, who would you add? Is there any European, like German European wrestlers? Um, Gunter's wife is she? Is she on... German? Ginny, Ginny retired, didn't she? Did Ginny retire? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, she's uh, she's think... not European, but um, she could. I I think like. She could pass as looking European, like Eastern European. Oh, what's her name? The girl from NXT. That doesn't narrow it down. I'm glad no, I'm no. Um. Oh, oh Ivy no. Nile. Ivy Nile. That's it. I think she could pass. Yes, that's a shout. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. a what? And and I tell you what, Ivy Nile is incredibly good. Ivy Nile is wonderful. Um, that's who. Yeah, that's, that's the female a, that's I a, would put with Imperium. I can already see yeah, that. That mm-hmm. is. Yeah. 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 That's Sean. If you if you're listening, get get in on that. That's uh, uh, Sean <laughs> yeah. Hunter. Oh, get that credit. Snapbacks and beards. That is. Uh, that's a great shout. You yeah. heard it here Good first. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't think. Also, let's just say Ludwig Kaiser's partner tiffany stratton could she do it maybe she could play a serious role more than maxine dupree but you think they would do that the thing is i I, and this isn't isn't against you know um ludwig and and tiffany stratton or anything like that i do get a little bit kind of I get a bit fed up when they always do like, you know, they make a big thing of Becky and Seth. If they were to do that with like Bron Breaker and Cora Jade, or then they were to do that with say Andrade come back and they did with Andrade and Charlotte, like, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, they don't all just because two people are together in the real world doesn't mean they, they need to be on screen together all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, she, but I say, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it, but I do think there'll be better, better fits for it, sort of thing, for that role. But I do agree, yeah. Tiffany Stratton would be a better 
would play that character better, I think, than Maxine. Mm-hmm. I think. Maybe. I don't think it gets better than um, Johnny's suggestion of Ivy Nile, though. That's the, that is. No, I, yeah, <laughs> Ivy Nile is absolutely, absolutely the one. Absolutely yeah. the one for that. Um, so next, I'm going to jump around ever so slightly on Raw because there was lots of different bits and pieces that I really enjoyed and a lot all flows together. So I will next go to the slight dissension in the Judgment Day and the backstage segment with Finn obviously talking to JD McDonough, Damien coming up and you know what are they what are they going to do with this jay what where is uh is finn being going to do his own thing are we going to see a judgment day 2.0 or you know a becoming the elite judgment day style or you know two different uh, two different factions within one like what are we doing I don't think so. I think I think we see Finn bring McDonough into the fray with Judgment Day as it is, but we already know that Damian Priest isn't going to like that. And mm. I wonder if McDonough's going to be in his ear sort of going, that should be your briefcase. Like He should just give it to you. That That's yours. Like, rightfully, you deserve that. You're the leader. When, like we said, who who is the leader? Is it Rhea? Is it Damian Priest? Is it Finn Balor, it's not Dom, um, <laughs> but I, I do feel I, there I is think, only one answer to who the leader of the Judgment Day is. But well, and and we, we know that answer anyway. It's Damian Priest, right? But that I think we continue to see the dissension, but I don't think if if Finn is to break away, it's not yet, and it's not for a while. I think he brings McDonough in. But that ultimately causes more friction, uh, friction between Finn and Priest because Priest already doesn't like it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I was I did have to, just before I come to you, Johnny. I did have this thought um, a, a couple of weeks back, maybe that I I sort of had a thought, didn't mention it, and it's just come back to me. Not that I think he'll ever get to the same level, um, but. I am noticing some very some very Roman Reigns-esque vibes from Damian Priest. And what I mean by that is when the Shield was together, Ambrose and Seth were very... They were the talkative ones. They were very loud, blah, blah, blah. And there was just this big, silent monster in the background that slowly started to sort of exert his sheer size and his presence and slowly started to say a few more things which i feel is now what we're seeing from priest and kind of he's got his own mind now slightly um and i'm just wondering if they were to break up i know you know age wise obviously you've got dom and Rhea as the two youngest but would finn uh would damien be the the breakout from, from that potentially I think if you want to break anybody from that. the Judgment Day, it would have to be Damien. I just feel like he can go alone, and the Judgment Day has really helped Finn um, become a, a new character. And I think Damien, it was great to see him in there, but I also think he probably would have got there even without that. But obviously, it keeps him in the Judgment Day, it keeps him relevant. 
and the whole briefcase thing of like you should get rid of it i think that could work one of two ways he could mean look you should just cash in as soon as you can because the longer you have that the longer you start to resent everyone in this group and it's not good so you need to just cash in to at least get rid of that burden there or it could mean just give it to somebody else i mean i think it's more jd might even have a match where the winner gets it and Seth uh, Finn helps yeah. him win that. Maybe um, JD getting the world title shot like immediately essentially would be uh, very strange. But I guess that could work in story. Strange things have happened. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. But yeah, Damien would um, I think would be the breakout star if you want to give someone that title, and he would be that person. Yeah. I I agree. Mm. Although I I don't want to see face Damien Priest though. He or Damien Priest is much better. I just think oh, he's yes. got that, yeah, yeah. that vibe yeah. about him that he looks like he could really hurt you if he wanted to look, really hurt you. And I think that's yeah. such, oh, a, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's such I, a, better, a better thing for him. I actually saw the clip again. I don't know why, but the other day I saw the clip again of when they laid out Edge for Bala to come and join the Judgment Day. And I'm not saying Priest looks small then, but if you look at him then and you look at him now, he's just got more jacked every week. Like, he's just, like, yeah. week in, week out, he's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, yeah, yeah. big, big group. Mm. He does He does big look boy. like he's definitely uh, got better since, like, more in shape, I guess, since NXT. He does look, if you put, like, much of WrestleMania 37 he had to now, you see the difference. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So... I'm then going to jump to what I think opened the show, if I remember rightly. Um, and it was time for uh, Cody Rhodes to come out in a suit and cut a promo because it wouldn't be Monday Night Raw without Cody Rhodes coming out in a suit and cutting a promo. Um, I'll be honest, I've not fully listened to all of the promo, but I would imagine it was along the lines of him being Dusty's son and that he loves the fans and things are really hard, but he conquered that type thing. Um, obviously, Seth then appeared and we got a potential tease for Seth versus Cody 600. Um, again, interrupted interrupted by the Judgment Day. Um, Sammy and KO arrived as well. What? Do we before we go into where that led? What do we think we see next for Cody? Both of you, Johnny, Johnny, I'm uh, still adamant that Randy's going to make an appearance, and that storyline I was saying before, I still think that's going to happen. The other because he has to fight someone big, unless it's developing another person onto Cody's level. But you know, the match with Dominic, okay, fine, but then. Who else is there? Bray Wyatt is obviously one we mentioned because, like, it would make sense. I mean, unless he wants to fight Gunter for the IC title, but the problem is Cody would probably 100% win that match. Um, I'm just, I can't really think of where else he goes, like, who else there is. Brock Lesnar is yeah. like one of the top stars. He's beat Rollins four times in his career, and Rollins has never beat him. So he's proven that he can beat the World Heavyweight Champion. But if he's not going to get that, then I guess maybe Damien Priest potentially. You know, I don't think don't know if he's have a match with Finn Balor yet. So they, they could 
have him as the next person to face the judgment day, which is the safe yeah. option, I guess. Yeah. Jay, what do you think? Um, so funny you mentioned the judgment day because I saw something and I, I really hope it's a rumour and that it doesn't happen. But I saw that Cody is potentially going to go against Priest for the briefcase. And I really, oh. really, really hope that doesn't happen. Um, because the the promo is one thing, but the promo with the briefcase in his hand, yeah, is 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 another thing. Um, I think that Cody has a number one contenders match against someone, maybe maybe Shinsuke. Um, yeah, because obviously because of what we'll speak about in a bit, maybe against Shinsuke and the Judgment Day lay him out giving Shinsuke the win. So then Cody, like we've said, can move to a feud with the Judgment Day, Finn, Damien, not for the briefcase. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's the safe option really, isn't it? Because we, we we just know if Cody has that briefcase, he'll announce that he's going to take on Roman at Mania 40. Like that's yeah. just... And then that's... that's We know Roman, well, Roman's not going to lose the belt until Mania 40 anyway, but we know that that's just what's going to happen. And it's, yeah, although, I would not be, not be a fan. Although, annoyingly, that is a route of how they can get there without Cody having to win the Rumble. Yes. Yeah. Which I would really not want to win the Royal Rumble again. Oh, uh, yeah. Same. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the best of a, of a bad outcome, isn't it? If he's going to have yeah. the briefcase and just announce it, at least, at least they can just go off on on that i suppose um mm. but so then there was a six-man tag that was announced for the main event we saw backstage that sammy Zayn was taken out by jd mcdonough and that elbow injury looked actually looked real i don't know i don't know if that was or wasn't but it certainly yeah. looked nasty um you know i don't know which again before we get to the main event does lead to my question of if KO is as injured as they're saying he is and now Sammy is injured are we finally going to get new tag champs we have just like, relinquish to, them surely. just relinquish them give a set to. give a set give a set to smackdown give a set to raw done yeah it's yeah. really that simple like just do it now yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, as even, I say, in hindsight, I mean, might maybe the Uso should have won at WrestleMania. The storyline-wise, it did work, but Usos don't get injured for the most part. They're reliable, and if it was going to end up the way it is now, since they apparently planned things so far in advance, they would have known this was going to happen. So maybe it wasn't the right decision. Yeah. And I, then, um... sorry, okay, I was just going to say, and then that would have actually really worked because then you could have just had Jay, uh, Jimmy, sorry, week in, week out, just defending the smack ta- uh, the, the tag team championships by himself. Um, yeah. All the while, someone's away, which we'll talk about later on. But yeah, that, <laughs> I, that would have been cool yeah. to see, I think. Uh, and for me, now is a, a perfect opportunity. Let's get a tag team tournament going. We get mm. a Raw tag team tournament, a SmackDown tag team tournament. That's... That's a few matches over the next few weeks. Uh, and then you've got a Raw Tag Team Championship final payback, a 
SmackDown Tag Championship at final at Payback. You know, just in time for uh, Kit Wilson to come back, so Pretty Deadly can win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. <laughs> Kaiser and Vinci can win the Raw Tag Team Championship. Wonderful. What like? What more could we want? But I, I'd like to see that they're going to make a move for something to happen on Raw tonight because I think the tag team we, we've often spoke. I don't know if critically is the right word, but about the women's tag team division and get well soon, Sonia Deville. But it feels like the men's tag team division has been just as, as directionless just recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know. Um, so, yeah, this could be a tag team reset that I would be a big, a big, big fan of. So. Give it the Viking, give it the Viking Raiders. I like the Viking Raiders. But I, I, to be fair, I don't mind the Viking Raiders, but I mean they are they are very beardy individuals, so that could be that could <laughs> be a reason that we're that we're a fan of the Viking Raiders. I um, would uh, I'd go so, I'd go Vinci and Kaiser for Raw. Yeah, it would make the more sense. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. E- even if they're only all holding the gold for a month or two, it would mm. you know it would be quite cool to see. So before we get on to the main event, I'm calling it now for the promo of the year so far between LA Knight and The Miz. And I've seen a few different uh, different wordings of this on, on social media and online and, you know, on, on various different platforms. I think LA Knight really held on with someone that can cut a WWE style promo. I think it was really, really good. Um, Johnny, you're Mr. LA Knight for us, so I'm gonna come to you first. <laughs> what did you what did what did you think of this and what do you think of this feud that is is gonna happen? Obviously it makes the makes the draft redundant again, but mm-hmm. you know, what what do you think? Well, when they let them talk to us, um, it was absolute gold. And, you know, the draft, yeah, it's not really helping the draft, but it's the most entertaining guy on the roster. And I think if he's the most entertaining, let him do whatever he wants. Maybe he should have been drafted as a free agent and it would make more sense. But um, this promo was very, very good. And you talk about the Miz doing L- like a WWE promo. I mean, LA Knight loaded with catchphrases. That's very WWE thing to do as well. And yeah. to be fair, the Miz isn't wrong. You know, a lot of the stuff he said, but also LA Knight's not wrong either. You know, he's the guy, Miz will just do whatever he's told to get on TV. doesn't matter how stupid it is. And he'll happily do it. But of course, now he, you know, he's got this massive house, a beautiful wife, and I don't think he's going to complain knowing that what he's achieved. Even if he hasn't been taken as seriously as he should have been. LA Knight had to work a lot harder on a different route. And I think he's, you know, really paid his dues in a different way. But he hasn't accomplished anything in WWE yet. And WWE are known for basically everything else before this doesn't matter. LA Knight hasn't done anything yet, but yet is the word. And he definitely will. Um he wants it all, as he said, and I've never known. People talk about Rusev Day and Elias, and I like both of those, but I've not seen anyone sell out T-shirts before they've even done anything like he has. 
And if you want to go by merch sales and just the overall reaction, he is one of the top guys already. And again, he hasn't done anything yet. Like that's why that's what's scary about it. Like the guy still hasn't achieved anything and he's already more popular than most wrestlers are. Yeah. Yeah. But Miz put him in bit Miz did put him in his place to an extent, but as I say LA Knight, yeah, definitely showing that well, you're good, but I'm better. So mm-hmm. yeah, it felt <laughs> it felt almost virgin on that talking smack, Miz. Like just yeah. just on that that level. Jay, what do you think? Uh yeah, it was it was great. Both two two guys that could sell ice to a polar bear. Like they're both just great at what they do and the feud is going to be great la night is going to come out on top it gives him a win over a former world champion one of the only two grand slam uh two-time grand slam champions like beating the miz if you beat the miz that that's that is a big deal whether people like the miz or they hate him for everything that the Miz has accomplished in WWE, whether it was handed to him or or not, or whether you've done your career, like what did he say? He was like, "I was a wild horse running along the same path as you, just at different companies or or yeah. something yeah. to that effect." Yeah, um, yeah. Be, beating the Miz is a big deal, whether people like it or not. Yes, and, and it feels a little bit like win or lose, and usually lose in Miz's case, he's a little bit like a gatekeeper of the WWE. Like mm. it, he is probably if you're if you're new to WWE, I would say generally you have a feud with the Miz in your first two or three feuds. You, yeah, you go through the Miz. Yeah, there, yeah. there's there, you know there are exceptions, but usually there is some form of of thing there with with the Miz, which mm. says a lot about their trust in the Miz and their faith in the Miz and. I've always been a big Miz fan, so anytime yeah. I get to see him on, on TV, I'm a big. I I won't complain about it. He's and he's fully earned that role as well of of being that gatekeeper. Yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, so, and he's so professional. You know, just so professional. Yeah, yeah, he is, and I think that can sometimes be almost what people use as a discredit to him. Uh, say, yeah, you do this, you do because he's a professional and he's got a job to do and he has to do it. So he loves it. So he's going to mm-hmm. do it. Like I don't, I don't see it why that is always should always be thrown as a, as a negative. Um, but we do move to the main event. And because we saw that injury to Sami Zayn earlier in the night, we got the judgment day or the male members of the judgment day versus Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura in it was it was a good match uh, would you both agree there was nothing nothing wrong with the match i i quite enjoyed it um yeah, all it was, good yeah, yeah. you know i i would i only watched the ending <laughs> <laughs> I, I would i i would uh, six man probably... tags six, six man tags to me a lazy man that's uh, just like ah oh, six man tag here we go again like that's, yeah, that's... It, it it followed, you know, the kind of standard WWE six-man tag routine that they tend to always do. Um, but we got the victory for the baby faces for Shinsuke, Seth and Cody. And just when it looked like Seth and Cody had buried their uneasy alliance and shook hands, Seth Rollins 
next challenger made himself known as Shinsuke delivered what I always call the awkward Kinshasa because he did it when Seth was stood up and yeah, it looks or it takes a lot of flexibility and athleticism to do that. It looks so much more deadly and so much better when a superstar is on their knee and, and takes a Kinshasa. But Shin laid him out. That's obviously the route there. They're going down. Jay, Seth is your boy. What happens with this feud? Five words. He's gonna get stomped. Oh, six words. Sorry. He's gonna get stomped and still. It's a. <laughs> it would be. It would be a good match, but it's. It's a filler feud. Yeah. Um, to give Seth some more time with the belt. Um, I never thought these words would come out of my mouth, but if their careers took different paths in the future, Seth and Cody would make one hell of a tag team. Mm. Mm. Um, well, raw tag team t- tournament. It's gonna, yeah. <laughs> that's what um, we're gonna get. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm expecting it to be a good match because they can both put on a good display. But if if this happens at payback, Seth's retaining 100. If Finn can't do it two times of asking, Shinsuke is not going to do it the first time. Not if you let the man win a Royal Rumble and then lose in his uh, in his match. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just. Uh, just thinking, obviously, we know that Seth is due surgery, but we also know he's, I think you said, Jay, you've he's scheduled to be on the next, like, eight roars or something. Mm. Like, he's... so At least through August. At least through August. So, will this view take us to September? And then the next... Whoever is Seth's next challenger, will they be the one to beat Seth. Like I say, is this the filler feud to get him through, you know, through this period before, whilst they look at the, the next challenger? I mean, I, I was just, uh, literally, as you were thinking about it, I completely discounted him and you can't discount him while he's got the briefcase, but I completely discounted Damien Priest. Obviously, yeah. he's going to be lurking around when this match happens as well. Um, so I'll rephrase it. I expect Seth to beat Shinsuke. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, what are we thinking? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I was going to say Rollins probably would take time off, but then when he probably needs to, he isn't. So mm-hmm. if he can keep going until WrestleMania, which is probably what he wants to do, then he would. And I think they would prefer. He had a long title run because you may remember he actually vacated his title due to injury back in 2015. And the plan, I think, all along was him against Roman at WrestleMania and Dean Ambrose. Because of injury, it didn't happen. So I feel like maybe they're going to try this time to make it happen. And he would have to lose the title for that to happen. But as soon as he loses the title, I feel like that's probably when he takes time off. But if he takes time off any time from October onwards, then he probably misses WrestleMania because of Mm-hmm. how long you'd be out for so yeah. he needs to do it soon and if he doesn't if you beat Shinsuke then he's having it till at least October and I just feel like is there really any time for him to be back for WrestleMania at that point mm. and I mean unless do they go down the Survivor Series route mm. for, Shinsuke, for, for, big for kind of Shinsuke I've made no secret of how much I love Shinsuke he's brilliant but it probably will be a fuller feud 
the 2018 Shinsuke, the you know, turning back to that heel sort of persona. I think there was potential there, and they never really quite got anywhere with it. But, um, you know, this is a good feud for him to have. At least he's in the main event and not just on mid card because he deserves to be at the top. But I don't think he wins. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So then we jump to Friday Night SmackDown which was called by Corey Graves, Kevin Patrick and Michael Cole. And something that we spoke about was obviously Kevin Patrick kind of taking the taking the lead and seeming to be very, very comfortable with that. I think, as we've said before, Cole's influence probably helped, helped a lot there. And I wonder, you know, will we, will we at some point see Barrett and Cole on Raw, Patrick and Graves on SmackDown? We would just go back because I've always been a bit 50 50 with three man announced teams. They either work really, really well or there's just too much going on. Um, but what, what did you boys think of, of Kevin Patrick in particular? But the the commentary team as a whole, I I like Kevin Patrick. I know he gets he gets some uh, mixed reactions. I like him. And yeah, I think he's doing. I think he's doing a good job for for the amount of time he's been doing it for. Um, I think he's doing a great job. I think there's been a lot worse. There probably, but well, there definitely there there have been better, but there have definitely been a lot worse. And there's there's, yeah, there's one of them on NXT that's a lot worse. So um, <laughs> uh, um anyway, Vic Joseph, yeah. Well, nearly. <laughs> Oh right, okay. Well, I'm glad he's not lead commentator because that would be uh, that'd be painful. Um, that's the thing with Booker T, though. I think he's just funny, and he's he doesn't make any sense when he talks, and it always ends up where he talks about himself. But I don't think he's just funny because he just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, but um, he's 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 the wrong like. Pat McAfee was funny because he loved it and he didn't care, but but oh, there's just something about Booker that I just can't. I can't quite get behind, but yeah. Kevin Patrick, um, what did you think, Johnny? As a... I like Kevin Patrick as well. He's got a lot of enthusiasm, and I do feel his, sometimes his style can be a bit uh, difficult to listen to when he sounds like he's getting very excited about something, but he sounds like he's exhausted talking about it. Um, <laughs> and I think he just needs to slow it down a bit. Um, and it's nice hearing, like a you know, the Irish accent is it's a charming accent, I think. And I imagine American fans will quite like hearing an accent like that. Yeah. And I guess the people at uh, um, UFC, whichever company it is, the company, the merger company, I'm guessing they like how he sounds as well, which is why he's got that position. But when he was on SmackDown with Michael Cole, it just felt he was a lot more relaxed and maybe what more to what they're looking for, because I believe Michael Cole has some kind of um, big role when it comes to looking for the commentary teams and how to make them work. He's got the experience to, you know, make that happen. And I enjoy what I heard from then. I think it'll probably remain with Michael Cole for a bit until Corey, until Kevin, if you can feel like he's more confident in leading it by himself. Yeah. Well, I think for yeah. now, it's just have the three of them until Michael's like, okay, I think you can do it yourself now. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start off with talking about the women's division. And we saw Charlotte versus, uh, versus Oscar, which uh, I was confused about Charlotte's entrance, if I'm honest with you, um, and how happy she seemed 
considering she'd not yes. she'd just lost an opportunity at a, at a women's championship. Um, you know, again, good match, I thought, until obviously we got the, the interruption from damage control and EO Sky so good. So so good. Um Jay, where where's where's the women's the SmackDown women's division going? Where is that going? So I don't understand why Damage Control did that. Uh, like they've got the belt, and unless they're just trying to assert some more dominance, like we are the ones. And I know they were doing like a parade around the ring with it, but I don't, I, I don't get why they just came down and attacked them both. But where I see it going, so EO's the champion. Bianca is gonna have a rematch clause, even though she only held it for a minute or whatever but Oscar's also going to have a rematch clause and Charlotte's going to find her way in there somehow because she's Charlotte because Flair, she's so, Charlotte uh, fatal four way is what I see next for the women's division yeah yeah. and who's coming out on top in that fatal e- four way EO Sky yeah yeah I think EO probably would be the one to do it you've just won the belt and then lose it just like that would be the worst move ever. And that would be definitely a Vincent Mann move. I know we keep jumping on to Vincent Mann whenever there's a bad decision, but Triple H should know better than to allow that to happen. So I really hope he goes, well, she's just won the belt. You can't just have a lose it like this. And if the rumours of Kyrie Zane re-signing are true, then saying uh, EO Sky would be a match that I would want to see. And it would make sense doing that mm. for the belt. 100%. No. Yeah. Agreed. So then I uh, talk about the AJ Styles carrying cross. Uh, I'll, I'll use the term match in the loosest term possible because it did disappoint me quite a bit. And that wasn't just because Carrion had his entrance cut in half, but it, there were some quite easy to tell sloppy, sloppy parts, which. I don't, I never like to, you know, blame a wrestler or anything because it's hard. Like, you know, I couldn't do it in any way, shape or form. But, you know, I don't see a mistake in styles like that. Do you know what I mean? And I I just, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about what we saw from from Cross in that, in that match. Um Johnny, I know you're a big Karrion Cross fan, as as am I, and he's getting TV time, which is good, but that wasn't the greatest use of his TV time, in my view. No, um, I don't really know where they're going. Obviously, as you mentioned, TV time, so I'm guessing there is something planned for them, and it's probably a way of getting Scarlett her first match on the main roster um, as a singles competitor. Obviously, she had a tag match, I think. But like her first singles match against Mi Chin, there was a lot of interference from Scarlett, and I think that's where they're going with this. Beyond that, I don't know, unless there is a faction that they're about to create with Karrion Cross. I did see a picture online, and I think it might have been Scarlett who commented on it. A picture of her and Karrion, Dexter Loomis, Bray Wyatt, who was in every single like supernatural sort of uh, uh, group going. But... Um, <laughs> Was that the one with Joe Gacy as well? Was Joe yes, Gacy? yes, yeah. yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yes, 
so you know if they went with that brilliant um because obviously the, the club is four members so he's gonna have to find some friends if they're gonna either could they could delay to have a war games match if they really want to if they keep it going that long but that's like three months away not really sure where they're going with it, but carrying Cross being on TV to me just tells you that they must they must like him. Hmm. Yeah. Jay, any anything different to add on on to that one? Uh, well, I've not seen that, I've not seen that picture, but what a faction that would be. Dester Loomis, Joe Gacy, Bray Wyatt, and Carrying Cross. Uh, yeah, I, I I love Carrying Cross. And um I think this might be the third time they've faced each other now, and they haven't done it on a on a PLE. No. Um, so no. I guess that's that's where it's got to culminate. I guess, um, yeah. Love Styles, Love Cross. The match itself did did lack a bit, but I don't know. I don't know whether they're they're pushed for TV time because, like you say, Carrying Cross got his entrance. He's probably got one of the most entertaining entrances, mm. and that's not the first time they've cut it either. They've come back before, and he's actually been in the ring ready to start the match. At least we got to see a, a little bit of it this time. But um yeah, I love Carrion. I love Styles. Uh I, I want to see them go out at a PLE. I reckon if done right, they could tear the house down together. Absolutely. Absolutely could. They've got the two different styles that could that could definitely create something good. Um <clears throat> so next we've got Edge announced that he is gonna have a match next week and he spoke it was quite a a personal promo i suppose would be the way to way to go about it not the same sort of personal promo that we see every week from cody rhodes but it was a different type of of personal promo Mm -hmm. where he spoke about this particular talent helping him and helping him get back to performing and you know enter sheamus um i didn't realize these two were as close as as what they are apparently um, and it was announced for next week in Canada, Edge versus Sheamus for what I believe is the first time ever. Mm-hmm. I can't recall yeah. them having having a match together. Is this the end for Edge, or is it a bit too put together sudden for it to be Edge's final match? What do you both <laughs> think, Johnny? I will, uh, no, Jay. I'm coming to you first because I know Edge is one of your boys. He is indeed. Um, no, I don't think this is the end for Edge. Uh, I remember back when he said that he wanted to uh, retire in Toronto. Um, but then after that, he was like, well, I'm not ready. I, like, I, I've still got it in me, so I'm going to keep going. I wonder if he goes to Mania or if he goes to the next time round there in Toronto after Mania. Um, but I do feel like now he's at the point where... It almost seems like he's doing like his final world tour and he's sort of ticking off the bucket list of, of names that he wants to fight before it's all said and done. I guess Sheamus is one of them. They're going to absolutely smash it, knock it out of the park. They're going to have a great match. Uh, I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, agreed. Johnny, what do you think? I just don't want him to retire yet because I'm like, no, I want to see him at see him Mania 40. Um, <laughs> but I did hear rumours that he was thinking of retiring next week. And if there was ever a place to do it, I guess that would be where it is. But I don't yeah. think that's what they're going to do. I do see a Seamus heel turn, though. Yeah. Um, you know, he did tease it. I don't know if you noticed uh, 
I mean, obviously, Butch wants to fight everyone, but Butch <laughs> was just standing there. He didn't look too uh, pleased to see Edge, and neither did Ridge Holland. It looks like they were like ready to just knock him out when they got the chance. And then Sheamus, of course, this was like, let's just hope he didn't make a mistake. Mm. And then he's just like, you know, like that smile on Edge is like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I hope not. Um, and it just yeah. looked interesting. I mean, I am looking forward to that match again. We've mentioned Sheamus is really, I don't know what he's done, but he's certainly changed where it's more entertaining matches now. Because mm-hmm. there was a long time where Sheamus's matches I just wasn't bothered by, but now there's something he's really stepped up. Yeah, agreed. Um, and it'll be a good match regardless. I always love first time ever matches like this. But I, I don't know where it goes, but I think maybe actually with Seamus being the one who got him back from the injury and all that stuff, maybe there's a program there for a few matches. Yeah, and could um, they I I don't know I don't know who they could who they could bring in. Um but could they, you know, if for example Edge wins next week, Seamus turns and we have the brutes, you know, attacking Edge, could Edge delve into his playbook and find himself two friends from somewhere to sort of break, not that, you know, and this sounds bad. I don't want it to be Rey Mysterio. I Mm. just think like, you know, and I know it's the completely wrong persona and it's the completely wrong time to try and make them faces. But imagine the, the rub or the screen time if edge, um, like took pretty deadly under his wing. No, it, it's the wrong no. time. It's, no it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. <laughs> but it needs. To, I I think Edge with a young tag team to to have in have them triple them sort of six man tags to get him some backup. I think would be really really good. I just don't want it to be Rey Mysterio because I'm done to done to tears of seeing Rey well, lag on to another person that's better than him. I like, guess what you could um, do is obviously two of them. Um, I imagine these have had matches before. If you bring in grizzled young veterans, obviously the names they've got Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed, but like I imagine they've probably worked with Pete Dunn before and with Rick yeah. Holland. So yeah. I think you could bring those back as a way of um bringing them up. And they've got that sort of weird, no pun intended, edge about them, yeah, which suits being with him, I think, as and, well. And I wonder then. Again, and this is going off on this wrestling tangent that we love to do. If Joe Gacy is going to end up in a faction with Karrion Cross and Bray Wyatt and all that stuff, is that going to be the end of um, Schism on NXT? So Rip Fowler mm. and that would need something to do after that. So yeah, they could that that would make it make a lot of a lot of sense um, ready for when pretty deadly come back and take over the SmackDown tag team division. But, um, <laughs> it's, um, but I, I'm, as you both have said, I look, I'm looking forward to that match. It's going to be so good. And mm. yeah, I, I'd like to see a bit of a feud out of it. Um, if, uh, if you were to go down the, uh, the six man tag route, what would be quite cool is if uh, edge came out and he was like, I've, I've found a, a tag team to help me. And then Dolph Ziggler's music plays, and then Robert Roode's music plays. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. That, I, I'd be down to yeah. see that. But um, just whilst we're still quickly on this, did you catch the uh, the little moment where uh, the, the Brawling Brutes came out and uh, Edge uh, name dropped uh, Butch as Pete? He was like, "Pete, good to see you." 
Yeah. Um, like... uh, did, he... <laughs> <laughs> did you see yeah, that? Was... Um, did you see that on the next two a few weeks ago where Shawn Michaels was trying to say Pete Dunne, but he realized he's called Butch? Yeah. 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 He was just like, no. I'm yeah. Who's this? Like, um, <laughs> your tag team partner tonight, Butch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're just screaming out, can we get him back to Pete Dunne? I yeah. want the bruiserweight back. I want the proper bruiserweight back. Um, so moving on, we got the, well, we were supposed to have Santos Escobar versus Austin Theory, but backstage, Austin Theory attacked Santos Escobar, and on the way to the ring, Austin Theory attacked Santos Escobar. Uh, so we got Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship, which we saw Rey win the United States Championship. My question, I've got two questions. Was this the right decision, considering how long we have been saying that the title needs to freshen up? And was this always meant to be the decision? Because obviously Santos had that match with Rey Mysterio where we all thought he got kayfabe injured so that Escobar could win. But if they've gone down this route, was Ray meant to win all the time? Mm. Jay, what are you thinking? So, the result, I guess it's... Uh, I love Ray. I love Ray. It's it's the best of a bad bunch, I guess. Yeah. Theory needed to drop the belt. Um, for whatever reason, they didn't want Santos to do it. Um, I did see an interesting theory that are we about to see now i don't want to see these two go at it again but are we about to sort of at the moment anyway are we about to see another title unification in the united states championship and the nxt north american championship which i hope we don't see no um, because it's 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 gonna ultimately take another belt away from NXT. They've lost yeah. the women's tag belts. Can they really afford to lose another one? Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy Ray's got it, but I guess if it doesn't go down that unification route, it will ultimately end up with Escobar versus Ray, uh, with Escobar probably taking the heel role to uh, yeah. to get yeah. it off him and ultimately become the champion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably how they went with it, going like, you know, we want to pass the torch on, but it's probably best if he has a title involved, then that makes it more significant. Yeah. Um, and I guess the plan all along was Santos to beat him, but then the fact changed things slightly to where Ray wins the belt, so then he still beats him, but this time actually does it where it is done the way it was planned the whole time. And, you know, obviously it's awful that Ray got an injury, but at the same time, it's like, might have worked out better because this to me is a better way of doing it yeah. than having Ray win, like lose on a qualifying match. He loses when he's champion and also means that he probably gets one more belt before he retires, which considering the shape he's in, I'm probably, I'm probably wrong with that. He's probably going to be going for a few more years, but you know, I, I was, I was actually, uh, was actually going to ask is, um, is this the is this the sort of the winding the winding down for Ray? And is this a is this a title reign that he has it till you know the Rumble or Mania, or is this a by Survivor Series he's losing that title? 
I think this could be a way of bringing Legado del Fantasma back as a heel group as well, yeah. and be like, you know, and just literally admit, like, I wanted to get into WWE, I wanted to get the top, and the best way to do it is by befriending someone like Yuri. And then, you know, it's like, this LWO thing was never long-term, this was just a, mm. a way of getting myself into here, and you've uh, you fell for it, essentially. Because yeah. Legado del Fantasma as a heel group, I think is brilliant. And Agreed. I do like Zelina Vega. I kind of wish they kept Electra Lopez in there because I thought it would be good for to bring another woman in and she's doing nothing now. But I love uh, Legado del Fantasma the way they were. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, ag- agreed. Agreed, I could I could see that. And I, I'd like to see that as well, actually. And I think as much as... As much as the sort of the plucky underdog type role that Selena plays, if anyone has seen the, for want of the better word, bitch of a manager that she was for Andrade and NXT, that with Legado del Fantasma would be Mm -hmm. so good. Like, oh, they're they're all so much better as heels. Yeah, every single one of them. Not, none of them suit being a face. No. So I think that would just be that would be so good. So good. I think um, one of the one one problem that concerns me about LWO as well is like the only reason I know this is because I've researched it, but most of the time nobody knows who those tag team partners are. I mean, I know Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro myself because again I looked up the names, but they hardly ever get talked about. And like no. I don't know which one's which. And that's not good. <laughs> they need to like Give them characters, not just oh, friends with Santos. Yeah, and 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 if only they booked like you know a tag team tournament for the titles that they that you know them two could be involved in. That would be, you know, give them some TV time. Hunter, <laughs> do it. Um, like, yeah, it, uh, but no, uh, agreed. Like I'm much the same. I could tell you who they are by name because I can remember th- remember them from NXT, but. If you put both of them in front of me, I couldn't tell you which one was which, and yeah, that's not that's not good for a team. Here's an idea, actually. So, just thought of it now. You got uh, what's his name, Wesley in NXT, and obviously used to be in a tag team with Dash Carter and, and, and MSK. It was kind of like a DJ sort of group, yeah. you know. It was like this, right? DJ Z is literally Joaquin Wild. Yeah. So. I mean, he might be Cruz del Toro. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's it the one of them. It was one. It was one. It was got, one of the Garda del Fantasma that wasn't Santos Escobar. It was yes. You've got a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> yeah. So, with that being said, they could do that again, but this time with him, as he's already done a gimmick like that before. Yeah. Which one? This, uh, DJC. <laughs> him. Uh, <laughs> so, I just feel like. You know, if they were going to break them up, then there's something else. That's probably fantasy booking a bit too much, but there is that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense, makes sense. Mm-hmm. So then we move on to the main event. Um, is is it part of the Bloodline saga? Is it a new saga? Is it an Uso saga? It was, again, I think another brilliant bit of storytelling between everyone involved. Jimmy comes out and, you know, essentially, I don't even know, explains it, explains his actions, 
says that he, you know, Jay then also comes out and Jimmy says that he didn't want Roman or didn't want Jay to turn into Roman and Roman's facial expressions in this bit were fantastic because he was just there chuckling to himself with a shit-eating grin that was just magnificent and I really enjoyed it. Um, then we got Jimmy walking out. Um, Jay, you know, coming up again. It feels like, other than in the actual main event of SummerSlam, Jay has continuously got the upper hand over Roman. Like, mm-hmm. in anything they've done, yeah. he always seems to have got the upper hand. Yeah. Um, and then, I'm not going to lie, just for a minute, just for a minute, I thought we were going to get what I want to see, what I would love to have seen, but, the you know, it would have been the mo- it would have been WWE to a T having, you know, a week later, the Usos reunite, you know, one at one end of the ramp, one at the other, big run and a hug. And then Jay kicks Jimmy's head off and gives it the, uh, you know, uh, you know, announces he's leaving. He's done with the bloodline, done with the Usos, done with WWE, deuces, ooses out through the crowd. Um, Jay, what what do you think? What did you think of this segment? And where is this going? Well, looks like Jay Fatu is all elite. If you uh, <laughs> if you believe anything you uh, read on the internet, um, do you know what this? It's all it all falls under the uh, the Bloodline Cinematic Universe banner, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, every week you think it can't get any better, and then it does. Um, I think like we I think we all have the same sort of assumption here that Jay needs to it can't be something where he comes back in two weeks. It it can't he, be the summer of punk style thing where punk left and came back almost instantly. He needs to be gone until the rumble. Um I know we've got different views of if he if he's actually in the rumble, if he's not. I, I would have him not in the rumble. And I would have Jimmy in the last six, four, or even two, and Jay just appear from out of nowhere and whack him over the top right, eliminate him. The only issue, the only issue I'd have with him be, with Jimmy being in the last two is whoever then wins the rumble. Literally, the only reason they win the rumble is because of Jay Uso. But and that is true. However, you could build it that Roman says to Jimmy. Well, Jay's been my right-hand man. He earned this opportunity yeah, to face me. You need to go out and earn it. And Jimmy keeps trying and keeps failing and failing and yeah, failing yeah. until the yeah. rumble. It's his last opportunity. And Jay takes that away from him yeah. like Jimmy yeah, took no. it away from Jay. That makes sense. Yeah, I could go for that. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant, the whole thing. The whole thing yeah. is brilliant. But, yeah, can't wait to see him at all in. <laughs> Johnny, what do you think? Um, well, if they really, really want to make it look like he's left, then he should definitely turn up at all in. Just to really emphasize, look, he's on the alumni page now. Look, Giuso has left, allegedly. Yeah. They will never come to some kind of agreement to do that, but that would be incredible if he did. Just to uh, turn up at some other show, turn up an indie show, something along those lines, just... To make it look like he really has gone. Yeah. And then agreed. he turns up at the Royal Rumble and I think comes in at 30 and eliminates J- uh, Jimmy. It doesn't have to be where they're in the last two. You know, the number 30 could come out and there's still like seven or eight people in the match. 
it just happens where Gia happens to be number 30. Um, and it would look a bit inconsistent at the moment if Jimmy Uso wants a match for the world title when he's literally said, but that's why I didn't, that's why I attacked you because I don't want you to win the title because then I'll be forgotten about, the Usos will be forgotten about. So then for Jimmy to go, oh, actually, I'll have a match with you. Like, a, yeah, I'm wondering how they get themselves out of this hole. It could be like, well, Jay's left and someone needs to fend for the Uso family, right? So I'll do this because I need to for the family. I need to beat you, Roman, because Jay's not here now and someone needs to do this. That could be how they do it. Yeah. Um, but I think Jay should take time off till the Royal Rumble. He's been consistent on TV every week for like, I don't know, four and a half years, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Needs time off. And then Jay, Jimmy can have a solo run for a few months. And then yeah. they have the match at WrestleMania they've always been waiting for. We talked about how could they make this happen. Well, this is the perfect way to do it, have Jay off TV for a long time. Yeah. And I completely agree. And I mentioned in a video that I made earlier today. Um, so I'll plug that in while I can. Um, that I think it'd be a really good way to build Jimmy up now because realistically, as as we've said, Jay has been the right-hand man in his main event, Jay Uso. If them two had a match now, there's only one winner. It's not re- It doesn't really make sense as good as Jimmy is for him to beat Jay. So... Let's build Jimmy up to be, you know, main event Jimmy Uso. Then put them both together. I, I still, still think by by Mania Forty One, the Uso, the Usos are back together. As it have team. Um, have Rikishi as the special guest referee in that match as well. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, if you uh, if you want to give, I mean, he's already got heat, but if you want to give him instant heat. Have and you want to build Jimmy up? Have him, have him beat LA Knight. Something really simple like that. Have yeah. him beat LA Knight. Mm. The fact, like they're leading him alive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or even just a, or you know, uh, LA Knight gets a get gets a um, United States title opportunity, and Jimmy just attacks him backstage and he's like, no, 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 not happening. So. All right, LA Knight doesn't have to lose a match, but he's then missed out on a US title match. You know, it, that sort of thing again gets that cheap, easy heat for Jimmy. Probably have Rikishi come down and Jimmy super yeah. kick him or something because, you know. We could have the story on there where Roman's like, well, I mean, you did still just call me an asshole last week. So clearly you still don't know your place here and you still need to be shown that I'm the tribal chief and you can act. All tough you want, but I'm still the tribal chief here, and you're gonna have to learn that the hard way. Yeah, and little things like he didn't come out with any music mm. that's probably because they're probably making a theme song for him, yeah, because they'll need one each. So, the reason why he came out without any music, I'm gonna say, is because they're like, Well, I mean, it works with the character, but we also need a new song for him. Yeah, mm. yeah, agreed. And I, I wonder again, in typical WWE fashion. Will they, because as you say, I think over the next couple of weeks, we're going to see a beatdown of Jimmy from Solo and Roman. Will that lead him to then almost question, did I make the right decision? Now I'm two against one and I'm getting beat up every week. Like, oh, well, he can uh, bring in his uh, wife to help out. 
No, no, they, no, they can't. No, they can't. They've had. They've. They've let the Impact Women's Champion come in before. So, no, there's going to be. This is actually at Survivor Series. They're going to have the Impact Women's Champion against the Raw Women's Champion, and there's going to be a massacre. Um, and it's going to be great to see. It's, um, <laughs> but overall, I mean, I've seen a couple of little rumblings. Um, about is the bloodline saga going on too long now? But they just it just seems to keep hooking me back in, even when I get to the point where I'm like, you know, I have to admit, back in the elimination chamber days where it was Sami Zayn and it got to that bit, I was a bit like, okay, let's slog this out to Mania where Cody's gonna win and then we'll go off into the distance. And so, but every week now, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting to see what is going to happen because they just keep pulling us back in with with the storytelling. And see, now, I don't know baseball terms. I, I don't. I'll, I'll admit that. But Paul Heyman said that they're only in the bottom of the third, and I don't think that's near the end. <laughs> so, no. Um, so, I don't know where about the, whereabouts the bottom of the third is, but I don't think it's near the end. No. No, because um, my my baseball knowledge isn't up there. So, um, yeah, but uh, I <laughs> well, bottom of the ninth is like where they say it's right at the end, isn't it? Is that yeah? So, is this still? Are they saying that they're still in the first third of the <laughs> of Roman's so is, title is, run? Is it? Is this going on for twelve years? Here, must have had into nine innings. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so- so See, and while while they're doing this with you, Soz, it's distracting from the fact that all this time Roman is still champion, and mm-hmm. he's just getting more and more days as yeah. champion, and all the focus is on other people. Yeah, and again, just before we wrap up, we have said on multiple multiple occasions the absolute the absolute limit that Roman can be champion for is Mania forty. But yes, but could he break the record? Could could that happen? I I think I think he could now go past. I I know I've said the absolute limit is mainly a forty. I wouldn't be surprised if he went past it. Mm. I mean, they're never going to get another chance to do it. No. So. If you can contain Roman being champion for another three and a half years, then uh, they can make it happen. But I mean, I hope it doesn't because I feel like they should know that we're in a different age now. You know, the, there's weekly TV all the time. Yeah. It's not just a one fight every two or three months for everybody. And I have one world champion for what will be eight years in this era, just to me, would. It feels like it's been that length of time, and that's good <laughs> enough. Just, just like you know, when just let WWE pretend he was champion for eight years, and you know, <laughs> oh yeah, he was champion longer than Bruno Sammartino. Let them pretend that. Johnny, if Roman is still champion at the end of twenty twenty four, does he break the record? It's still another three years after that. <laughs> But um, if, if, if the thing is, if they're going to have him as chat, like you say, it, they're never going to have another opportunity to break this record. If they give him the title for five years, they may like, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't feel like it would be a good decision to do. 
No, I think um, I mentioned before who can dethrone Roman Reigns, and after watching the Cody documentary, I still don't really rate him that much, but I guess he should do it, and it should be at Mania 40 after he's had that year of hardship. And, you know, it, it would just make the most sense. So I do think they'll just have Roman Cody too, and he'll win that this, that when Solo is abandoned him, essentially. Or or will they get to Cody versus Roman too, and on the day, Trips goes, remember what you did with that uh, throne and sledgehammer um, in All Elite Show? Yeah, you ain't winning tonight either, son. <laughs> <laughs> Or just imagine <laughs> imagine the conversation with Cody. Um, yeah, Cody, we have every intention for you to win the belt in five years. <laughs> you've just got to, you've just got to go through eight years of hard times, Cody. After yeah. that, title is yours. Yeah. Cody, yeah. Think, think think about it. The fans would love it. You've been down beaten for eight years. Yeah, and then you finally <laughs> win it. And just as he wins at WrestleMania. 48 or whatever it is. Dom Dominic Mysterio comes out with his money in the bank briefcase and yes. pins Cody Rhodes. <laughs> would be imagine. Oh. the internet would explode, but it would be so funny. That would be uh, yeah. I think if the beginning of 2025 Roman Reigns is still the champion, uh, I'll say he'll go the whole way. The thing is, WWE are running a very um risky game because it's going to get to that point where why are people going to be bothering to watch anymore because they're like well he's going to win so why should i watch and they're going to start losing fans if he keeps winning past you know many 40 if he still is champion like yeah. it's going to be back to the roman reigns go away heat that he used to have because like people are going to start tuning out and that's the problem and that's they are the management to keep the bloodline going but unless they get the rock involved they are going to run out of content very, very soon. And they it's, need it's, to think about that. It's like you say, back in the day, they only literally there was a TV show every three months. Didn't mm -hmm. make a difference. Yeah. Now it's so different. Um, and that, that was actually my final question before we wrap this up. At what point on our predictions are you going to stop predicting Roman Reigns to win? Potent potentially Mania 40. I'm not going to go against him before then, No, at least. And and I think that is, again, part of that slight issue that you said about Johnny. It becomes mm. a little bit too predictable. Um, yes. Which, I mean, I, I guess you could say about Gunther, but Gunther's reign has not been six years. Mm. So it's sort of... Yeah, because then when you, you, know, you think about if they get rid of Solo and he goes on his own... Then they've got Umaga's son, who's trained to be a wrestler. They'll probably want to bring him in at some point. Yeah. It's so sooner or later they might come to an agreement to bring in Jacob Fatu. So then there's another part of the bloodline that can help Roman keep the title for longer. Yeah. And it just keeps going. Um, and by that time, you know, if they've got any sons, they'll probably be old enough to wrestle <laughs> them or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could. We could see it. But. Gentlemen, have you got anything else to add about this week in WWE? I don't think so. No. Chelsea's um, got talent. Chelsea's got talent. Chelsea has got talent. What? How are they going to do it, Johnny? How are they going to get 
a new tag champ with Chelsea Green. We're finally going to get our truth back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think this is a good way to get the original partner planned, which was Carmella. Yeah. In when she's had her child and that. They could have this delay for a few months, keep this going. And Chelsea will at that point, I mean, she is getting a bit of a fan base now. I've noticed a lot of people are starting to notice how good she is. Yeah. But this is another way of building her up as well, building her like following to where uh, maybe she becomes like an LA Knight of the women's division where everyone's like, give Chelsea a chance kind of thing. Yeah. Because she is like unbelievable in that sense because they couldn't have ever planned this. And then she's went, you know what? Instead of vacating the title, give me this chance to do this instead. Yeah. And I was talking about vacating the titles and stuff, but you know what? No, it's fine. Give her both of them. <laughs> Just yeah. It, it does. The only thing is it does show the sort of lack of trust they have in any kind of team they've got in the women's division because they can't throw something together to do that. They just, they're keeping it on Chelsea, which is fine because actually I think she's going to take this Chelsea's got talent idea and, and run with it. But yeah, you know, when you've got women's tag teams, they should, there should be something for them. Shouldn't there really? But so we've come to the end of our wrestling ramblings for the week. Jay, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so you guys can find me uh, at JE WrestleGram on Instagram and JE WrestleTalk on TikTok, where I post daily wrestling content. So much so that us boys speak so frequently, we actually all end up posting the same TikTok without realizing <laughs> the other one has done it. But we all apparently are the same person if you ask some people online. So. <laughs> yeah, so you know. we, we are one. We are one. <laughs> They are the Nexus. That is yes. What a theme that was, by the way. Oh um, yes. Uh, if we find the T-shirt, we'll all buy one of those. <laughs> the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Snapback. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Johnny, where can we find you on social media? Uh, so Johnny Goldsmith on TikTok, and we've got Johnny underscore Goldsmith underscore on Instagram. But TikTok is where you will find me posting most content. So yeah, that's the main one. Cool. And myself on Instagram, that wrestling gram, where I'm slowly, slowly trying to build some content up and a bit of a following. But as these boys, my main social is my TikTok, that wrestling guy at TWG1991, where you will find all sorts of different wrestling content. As always, boys, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining me and thank you everyone for listening. And we will see you very, very soon.